The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Well, the time's just gone 18 minutes past five. If you just joined us, welcome to the Afternoon Overdrive 101.9 High FM. I'm Michael McKenna. In a state of war, anything can transpire at any time. Joining us now on the line, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Rolene, good afternoon to you. We hope everything's okay. This afternoon, there was this horrific barrage of rockets fired into Israel. We still have breaking news coming out from the United Nations or any other breaking news that's happening. Do you want to focus on that to begin our chat this afternoon? Welcome once again, Rolene. Great to have you on board. <laughs> Always <laughs> great to As I said, there's okay, so, so much going on at the moment. Let's start with the rocket attacks. We've just had massive barrages of rocket attacks to the uh, center of the country as well as to the uh, Negev region. In, in fact, we haven't seen a barrage as big as this since the 7th of October, wow. uh, covering basically uh, all the way from Gaza all the way up to Netanya and into, uh, into the center where, where I am. I mean, uh, I was saying to you, it's actually becoming almost most normal mm. to sit and uh, sit in my shelter where I work and just listen to the booms happening all day long. Now we keep hearing about no fuel in the Gaza Strip, uh, uh, the Gaza Strip running out of fuel. Not only is there uh, over a million liters of fuel in the Gaza Strip, of course, commandeered by Hamas, mm-hmm. but they need fuel for those rockets. So the next time somebody asks you about Israel not letting in fuel to the Gaza Strip, you can understand why as we come under barrage of, uh, of barrage of rocket attacks. <laughs> Ronin, okay, so we've got that going on at the moment. Uh, now we've got uh, the UN uh, Secretary, uh, Secretary General Antonio Guterres uh, putting his footing in again. Uh, I see something breaking uh, on the news. What, what is he saying now? This is absolutely preposterous. He says, uh, and he's addressing the UN Security Council, where uh, the Israeli foreign minister said, uh, Kadesh, this is the, the prayer for the dead, very, very solemn uh, prayer. He said uh, that, it, and I'm going to quote to you directly, he says it's important to recognize the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. They've seen their land steadily devoured by settlement and plagued by violence. Now he seems to have developed amnesia because he forgets that Israel withdrew from Gaza in 2005 and uh, as per the contract of the Oslo Accords, uh, gave humanitarian aid to uh, to the Gaza Strip, uh, despite the Palestinians violating the Oslo Accords many, many times. Uh, he also forgets that his own organization recognizes Hamas as a terror organization, uh, and uh, it would bode well for him to acknowledge the atrocities of the 7th of October. If he needs a refresher, I, I would appeal to the IDF to send him all the body cam, security cam mm-hmm. uh, footage uh, or the, all the dash cam footage that was uh, shown to foreign journalists yesterday, many of them having to run out the room and vomit. It was so appalling. So maybe he needs to see that. And uh, although he does say the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot just Justify the appalling attacks. Those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Now he forgets 
A, who brought this on to the Gaza Strip. And he also forgets that Israel is operating well within the uh, realms of international law. Um, you know, he mm-hmm. can't just quote international law where, uh, when he, he deems it fit. He also has to acknowledge that Israel is operating within international law. We are not bound by international law to warn civilians to to leave, to go to safety. That is something that uh, the army is still doing. But our envoy to the UN, Gilad Erdan, called Guterres' remarks shocking, horrible, and totally detached from the reality of our region. His comments constitute a justification for terrorism and murder. Mm. It's sad that such a person, uh, that a person with such views is the head of an organization that arose from the Holocaust. We just had a tweet out from Benny Gantz who says, who says that history will judge him as a man who, who has justified, uh, terror. Uh, and just a, a reminder that the United Nations, um, who celebrate the birth of the UN today, that next week the Islamic Republic of Iran will be, will, will come. Everybody, I hope you're sitting down for this. The chair of the UN Human Rights Council on Social, uh, or the, or the UN Human Rights Council Social Forum, Iran will chair them. Now this is the same Iran that sponsors Hamas and Hezbollah terror organizations, uh, one of which has committed the most appalling atrocities committed against uh, um, uh, the Jewish people since the Holocaust, and that Hamas, uh, Iran has sworn to eradicate the, the Jewish state. And, and these are the people in the same United Nations where the UN Secretary General has just justified terror, mm. uh, have given the uh, UN, uh, the UN uh, Human Rights Social uh, Council Forum, uh, the head of that, to Iran. Contradictory actions and statements going on at the moment, Roni. We don't know who's trying to appease who and who's trying to please who. Maybe you should also send him footage of the hostages uh, that were taken by Hamas. Speaking of which, uh, let's talk about the hostage releases that have taken place recently. Are we seeing some progress here in terms of hostage releasing? I think we have to be very careful not to call it progress. I, I mm, think okay. that we need to understand that we are dealing with a, a, a terror organization, a terror organization that also is fighting a psychological war against us. So the, okay. the drip, drip, drip releasing of, of, um, of hostages is psychological warfare, not just on the Israeli people, but specifically okay. on the families and communities that have already tormented. Now, there have been some uh, criticisms around Jochevid Lipschitz. She's one of the hostages who, who, who was released last night. She spoke today uh, and, and she said she went through hell. She was uh, beaten with a stick. There. She spoke a bit about the, the terror tunnel network, but she also said that they, they treated her well. Now, people are saying, you know, how could she say that they're Hamas? But I think we also have to understand that her husband is still being held in the Gaza Strip. Okay. And, uh, right. and that she's going to be very careful uh-huh. about what she says because, you know, who knows what uh, she has been threatened with, what they could possibly do to, to her husband and the other hostages. So I think before everybody rushes to judgment, um, mm-hmm. you know, we have to employ 
critical thinking, that very, very important um, critical thinking. So uh, uh, these two elderly ladies, Norit Cooper, 79, and Yochevet uh, Lipschitz, whose husband is still being held hostage, released last night into the hands of the Red Cross. I know there's a lot of stuff uh, circulating about the lack of involvement by the Red Cross. Uh, right. That is very old content. The Red Cross in, in, in um, the recent week or so has been involved in uh, trying to see the hostages, uh, trying to get them released and, and working with Israeli officials as well. So, guys, you know, sure. don't take anything at face value. Apply critical thinking and know who you're dealing with. Indeed, Rowling. Thanks for clarifying that critical thinking. As you've underlined the point there, we can only hope and pray that uh, they are safe and can be released as safe as possible as soon as possible. Let's look at the journalist's feedback uh, being shown that uh, horrific footage yesterday, all the footage being revealed to the press. What was the feedback on that? The feedback from journalists that we're hearing is that it is it was too horrific for words. Mm. Uh, some of them were heard during the broadcast to say, make it stop, make it stop. It is absolutely just appalling. But the reason that the IDF and the government have made that footage available to journalists on the understanding they don't broadcast the footage because uh, any, any of it has to be cleared by the families who are mourning, their loved ones who uh, were caught slaughtered or, or right. were captured slaughtered uh, on, on camera. Uh, you know, it's a bit of uh, or it's a mark of respect for those families. But uh, I'm going to quote to you um, uh, Jotam uh, Confort. He's a Danish journalist uh, speaking on uh, Piers Morgan last night. He said, he said, Hamas is ISIS on steroids. Hamas is ISIS on steroids. Whoa. He said, anyone Anyone who doubts that this happened, he says, come and speak to me. I have seen it with my own eyes. Now, bear in mind, we have had uh, eyewitness accounts. We've had accounts from the IDF who liberated these communities. First responders, including uh, United Hatzalab and, uh, and Zaka, Magin David Adom, the forensic pathologists, the uh, the coroners, the uh, people who prepare the bodies uh, that have been released by the coroner for for burial, uh, as well as journalists who visited uh, Be'eri and Kfa'aza and uh, Nir Oz in the last couple of days. They haven't gotten to the other communities uh, and have testified to that. Despite the pictures, the images, the uh, footage that have been released, we still have people who are engaging in massacre denial. And now you've heard it from a journalist mm-hmm. who says, don't you dare mm-hmm. look away and deny that this happened. Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Rolene, thanks so much for joining us once again. Do take care. And, uh, yes, our thoughts are with you and everybody in the Holy Land right now and our prayers. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, bringing us the latest on what's happening with this horrific war that, is, the war that Israel is dealing with against terror groups in the Holy Land.